pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're talking Spurs are one of our favorites. Uh, Matt Tynan, he writes with Corporate Knowledge. He's a certified and well-known hoops writer around the country and, and stationed right here in San Antonio following uh, the Spurs. Matt, welcome aboard, man. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, guys, it's been a while. Good to good to hear your voices. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, we know you beat writers sleep in. You're up late. We get it. I've got a little bit. Yeah, I'm looking at an article that you wrote last week. Uh, on corporate knowledge. And, and the lead of it is we should have expected where we are today. That, you know, given all the precursors, we didn't put the puzzle pieces together till too late. And then we realized, oh my goodness, all that we had hoped is coming. But there have been some things that we should have put more relevance to. Is that a best way we we can sum up where we sit after 12 losses? Yeah, I mean, I think it is. Um, look, I, I, I even fell into the trap. After after they won the lottery, after they drafted Wembenyama, like the majority of the stuff I wrote was, look, patience is important here. This is going to take a while. This is still the youngest team in the league. He's a 19-year-old kid coming in from a low-level French league. He's never played against this kind of – Victor Wembenyama, of course, I'm talking about. Uh, he's never played against this type of athleticism. Uh, the schemes defensively in the NBA, the size, all of that stuff. Um, yeah, it, it, at a certain point, as you're trying to mix this stuff in, you have a Jeremy Sohan at point guard experiment that Pop labeled an experiment and sort of announced it right at the start of the season. Like, we should have seen this stuff coming, but then <laughs> Victor comes out during the preseason and kind of lights the world on fire. I mean, even Sean Elliott, before their very first preseason game on the broadcast, was telling us, just sit back, wait, be patient. It's going to take a minute. And then he comes out and, and goes crazy in the preseason, goes crazy right exactly. off the bat in the regular season. And I fell into the trap. I was like, well, hell, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> maybe, this kid, maybe this kid does have it immediately. But uh, we're seeing where all the experiments and all the uh, – the inexperience with this team has, has led, especially against really good competition, a heavy national television schedule. They don't schedule bad opponents when you're on national TV. So it's just sort of a, like I wrote, I think it's, a, it's just a bad brew for this young team right now. Again, like I did, it happened to me too, Matthew. I've been trying to figure out at what point <laughs> Did I jump in the water without a life vest on? I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was somewhere around that time. But did you see 12? 13? We didn't see this, though. Like, okay, yeah, we were supposed to take our time, but 12 losses in a row? Did we see this coming? Did we think it would get this bad when we're talking about no, be patient? I mean, I, I, 
No, I think I, I think you're right. Like we can say we should have seen this coming. I don't know if we should have seen twelve losses in a row coming. I don't I don't know if we should have seen this type of record, like worst in the league or almost worst in the league, uh, right off the bat. No, I, I don't. I I think that there is. I, I can I can write about preach about this whole idea of being patient, but I can totally understand why Spurs fans uh, Spurs fans are frustrated right now because. This has been a little bit rougher than even the most pessimistic would have expected. <laughs> Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we're talking with Matthew yeah. Tynan. Make sure you're following him on the Twitters on the X. It's Matthew underscore Tynan. Uh, great article up at Corporate Knowledge. Uh, make sure you're, you're following him if you're a Spurs fan. And I'm because you're around him so much, I have so many questions about what's going on on the day-to-day operation. You know, I don't care who you are. I don't care how many games you've played. Losing 13 games in a row, it's really hard to get up in the morning and go to work. What's the attitude around with these guys on, a, on the daily? Are they just taking it for what it is, or is it starting to wear on them? Are you seeing them a little, you know, dark under the eyes and slumped shoulders as you get when you start losing like this? You know, you, you see it after games more than you do at, like, practices. The, the frustration is clearly there. Like, these guys are competitors. They want to win games. But when they get some sleep, get back in the gym the next day, you know, every day of practice sort of feels the same as it did the day before. Is that or a good thing, Matthew? Did, is that a good thing? I mean, are, well, are we just... I, was, I was about to say, like, even it, it, it feels the same as it did even at the start of the season. Maybe a little bit tired of answering some of the same questions, but, but they seem fine. Like, and I think that's a, a big – where one of the uh, elements that Greg Popovich brings to the table is setting a perspective every day. And, mm-hmm. and the players – despite being 50 years younger than him, they all, they all follow in line with him. They all trust him. They all buy into what he's saying. So you see good attitudes. You don't see a bunch of slumped shoulders. Like you see these guys coming in and working. Uh, it's, I haven't seen it. I've noticed it more after games, but on the day-to-day, like when they, when they you know, the NBA, the best thing about the NBA, as they say, is there's a game the next day or a game two days later, except in this case where they have three full days off, which Greg Popovich was not happy about. He wants them to keep playing because they need to. But in general, they seem fine, man. They seem like, uh, like they have perspective. And I, <laughs> I hate to bring this up, but like a lot of these guys have practiced losing a whole bunch of games in a row if you look back to last True week. That. Uh, True so, that. So, yeah. so they kind of, uh, they kind of get how this works right now, even though they sure as hell want to want to correct it as quickly as possible. You talked to Zach now. You talked to Zach. I saw you you you, you tweeting about Zach and him saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to keep shooting." What? I mean, what's worth the fact that Zach's shooting 27.1 percent, <laughs> or that Wimby shooting only 27.5 percent from three? <laughs> well, uh, I would say right now, Zach shooting 27 percent is worse because. Wemby, this is not something that's unusual with him. Like when he came, even last year in France, he was shooting about this in this range, maybe a little bit higher, around 30%. But we knew coming in that his jumper needed work, needed more consistency. Zach, on the other hand, who hit better than 37% on, on 183 three-point attempts last season, dropping right. all the way to 27%. And he's expected to be this floor spacer, 
Uh, that True. is one of the reasons he earned his contract. His his defense is passing and his shooting. Uh, and and so to have him missing this many this many open looks because by the way, teams are starting to just leave him open. Yep. And if that's going to be the case, that's going to be killer for the for offense. Wimby, yeah, for everybody. Pay more attention to Wemby. Everybody. So, yeah, right now, uh, Zach's inability to, you know, he had a game a few games ago where he hit a bunch of threes. But other than that, it's just been, it's been really bad. Uh, he's got to get it back online because it's a huge – if he's hitting his threes, it makes a massive difference for the offense. His role is to space the floor and play the high-low two-man game with Webby. Um, and if he's not a threat from the outside, it's, it's problematic for everybody else. I know that you're not privy to see the coaching, but uh, you know what's going on in the practices. But it, is, is Pop coaching his stars the way that he used to coach his stars? I, I, I saw a, a, a oh, quote no. from DeMar DeRozan <laughs> just yesterday, and he was talking about his time with Derek White. He said, you know, when I was here, Pop was all over Derek White. He rode him. He worked <laughs> him hard, but he knew he saw something, and he made him a great NBA player, made him valuable. Is he doing that with Keldon? Is he whipping around Devin? Is he is he jumping on Victor? Because, you know, he has a history of, like, these are the guys that I think are great, and I'm going to make you great. He did it with yeah. Tim. He did it with Manu. Is he Has he changed his attitude with these next generation of young players? Well, like you said, like, we're not – we don't get to see the practices, right. unfortunately. I wish we could. Um, but, you know, Pop himself has said that he's had to find a new balance. Like, there's a difference mm. when you have a team that you're hoping to compete for a play, you know, a playoff run or let alone a title. You're going to coach differently. Uh, he's, he's said himself that he's tried to find a balance between getting on these guys and not being too hard on them because of their age. And like, say, uh, Sohan's case, he's playing a totally new position, so you have to, there has to be like a baked-in level of patience there. Uh, but no, I mean, the, he is not coaching his stars the same way he used to. He, he, even Tony Parker has called him soft. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> obviously in a, in a joking way, but, but Tony Parker can call Pop soft regardless of who else it is, because nobody got coached harder than Exactly, Tony and, you, and <laughs> like, you see the like outcome. Pop. You saw the benefit of being coached that way. All three of them, including Tim, are in the Hall of Fame. And I, when I hear him say, <laughs> you know, i got to adjust, well, we know what has worked, and I know everybody has fragile egos when you show up at 19, 20, 21, but these guys made it through. I, I want to go back to a quote that you brought, you tweeted out yesterday. You asked Wimby about his confidence in spite of the losing streak. He said, when I see a purpose every day, whether it be the players or the staff, everybody comes with a purpose, comes to do good work, everybody knows where we're going. His attitude is good, right? I mean, he understands the yeah. process. I mean, he, he seems to. He seems sort of wise beyond his 19 years. Um, it, it's, it's, like, it's been like this every day with him. You, and, and like I said, he's like the other guys. After games, he looks really frustrated. And then you see him in the gym yesterday, and he's just, he's just level. He's laughing at some jokes. He's just, he's, he seems to be comfortable where he is. Uh, seems to be comfortable with where the team is going, despite the frustrations. But he's he has a, he, we even saw this like before the draft. We saw a bunch of interviews with him. He just seems to have this unbelievable perspective on life in general. 
for someone his age, um, but he's also incredibly competitive, and he's very, very, very goal-driven. So you know that this stuff has to be frustrating him, but I don't see any signs that he's, like, upset with anybody or he's putting blame on anybody. Uh, you know, everyone is sort of equally struggling here as a, as a team. It's not like <laughs> one person has been awesome offensively. I mean, you, you, you just talked about Wemby's uh, shooting percentages, and they are pretty rough, so everyone's sort of playing a role in this. And I think there's, they're, I don't want to say commiserating, <laughs> because that would be a, a negative outlook on this stuff, but they seem, they seem to be fine. They seem to be gelling with one another. And Wemby, you can tell he's been coached how to handle the media. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows exactly how to talk to the media and indirectly, obviously, through the media to the, to the fans on the outside. And it's sort of easy to like that guy. What were y'all thinking, Matthew, as, as the media? I haven't talked to you, and it, I, I can't go without asking you. What were y'all thinking when Pop grabbed the mic? And said <laughs> I what he was said. wondering if you yeah, No, you know I mean, how can we oh, not man. talk about this? And, he's, and he grabs the mic, says, stop booing. What are y'all looking at each other, looking around and saying to each other, and how did the players take it? Uh, I, I was in a state of shock for, like, several <laughs> minutes. It, it took me... <laughs> It took me, I feel like, at least five seconds to realize what was happening. Like, I heard a voice sort of booming in the, in, in the arena. Um, I was like, is, is, is Popovich on the mic right now? Wait, what's he saying? He's telling people not to boo? Never seen anything like it. There were like two or three minutes left in the half. The Spurs actually went on a run after he did it. I didn't, it didn't even reg- I didn't even remember what happened at the end of that half, but just because I was trying to process what I just heard, what I just saw, um, the, fa- the fans booing even louder after he said it. Um, yeah, I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. There was a lot going on. Um, did I, any of the players you know, mention I, anything just on the side, off the record, like, holy crap, did y'all see coach? Did they any, even mention anything? Yeah, I mean, they did a little bit. Yeah. Um, they just said, that's just pop. That's just that's pop what I pop. said, Matt. I that's a, problem with that's exactly yeah. what I said, Matt. I was like, man, this is what he's been for forever. Um, real quick, Devin Vassell, how is he accepted coming off the bench, or is this a ease him back in because he was coming off the injury thing? But if it's just him coming off the bench, how is he accepted? Because I actually like it, Matt. I think it's some nice pop coming off the bench. Oh yeah, I think that I think that this is just uh, managing his minutes. Managing, now. okay. You know they, yeah they they want to be really careful with the soft tissue stuff, especially especially with Devin. Yeah. He's been uh, he's been in and out. I feel like over the last year plus. So yeah, right now they're just uh, Pop said it um, last game. I, I believe it was last game. He said, yeah, we're just we're preserving his minutes right now. So. There, he'll be back in the starting lineup at some point. That group really needs his his scoring punch. I mean, you could use scoring punch anywhere on this on this <laughs> roster, no matter if it's starting or bench. So, but that that starting sure. unit, in order to get off to to good starts, like he's got to be on the floor. He's he's obviously their most efficient uh, scorer. He's their biggest threat from the perimeter right now. Um, so he's he'll be back in the starting lineup soon. Maybe even Thursday. Not sure. They haven't they haven't you know, clarified that yet, but 
He'll be back there sooner or later. Matthew Tynan joining us here on R&R. Catches stuff all over the place. Uh, he's got a great article right now up on corporate knowledge. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Tynan. Um, we had a poll up earlier. We were talking about Brian Wright as a general manager, just kind of looking at the roster as it's put together and the things that he's done over the over the years that he's been around over the last several. We have 60% of our poll uh, says that he has not done a very good job as far as <laughs> acquiring talent. Now, that, you know, that is just kind of a piecemeal you thing. Know, fans but are. Give me a, a, your perspective of Wright and this roster as it is currently situated. Well, I think that the there was always this element of they needed to find a guy, right? Like they've been they've been drafting in in not the best positions. They were kind of in that purgatory for a while, uh, where they're not winning titles or competing for titles, and they're not bad enough to be at the top of the draft. You know, if you look at the right. guys that are on the roster, um, they've developed pretty well based on where they were drafted. I mean, Keldon Johnson was 29th overall. Devin Vassell was 12th or 11th. Um, he's, he slowly kind of came along, especially once he, you know, once Derek White and DeJounte Murray were shipped out and he actually got opportunities to play. Um, <laughs> Jeremy's coming along. He's a, he's a lot better. He's a, he's a much better player than he appears right now because he's playing a position he's never played before. Um, but, you know, the, the whole idea was to – draft and develop guys that can help whenever the guy comes to town and now here is Wemby and the Spurs have a whole bunch of draft picks that they can ship out if they'd like to that they can use if they want to to build the roster you you now have the centerpiece that you can actually build around so I think you know it's I understand why fans are I guess a little bit frustrated 60% of them at least um, but I think from here on out is where you really need to start judging Brian Wright and what he's able to do yeah. with the roster construction because you have your guy now. Right. And you, have to, you have to be able to put the right types of players around him. You have, to, you have to utilize the picks and the assets that you have in the most efficient way possible. So, I don't know. I would say that from here on out is when he really needs to start being I judged. agree with that. Here we go. I agree with that, Matt. Matt Tynan, as always, a pleasure. Thanks for all the knowledge. Matthew Tynan joining us. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, Matthew underscore Tynan. Check out the article on corporate knowledge right now. It talks about the losing streak, how we got here, and the general attitude. Great stuff, Matthew. Thanks for stopping by and setting that alarm for us. <laughs> I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all have a good one.